1: for you three. Praise God for you three. You know, the, um, the appreciation that we have for life and love gets to be more understood uh, the older we get. The more we experience uh, the lives of people around us, we begin to appreciate their presence we begin to appreciate, talking about Thanksgiving a little bit here, we begin to appreciate the fact that they're still around. We appreciate the, the fact that those that are still near to us and dear to us are are, are, are close enough to touch and, and connect, connect with. But then we begin to appreciate our own selves as well a little bit more. The fact that we're alive, the fact that we still have purpose in this world and that God has called us for such a time as this and he's allowed us to participate in the plan that he has for our own lives the plan that he has for this kingdom expansion that he has here in the earth god still is working through believers today you know that he's working through folks that watch this he's working through folks that are in wheelchairs Mm -hmm. he's working through folks that are walking on crutches today he's working through folks that can't get out of their beds but still have their right mind today He's working on folks that are laying, laying down in a hospital bed right now, laying down in a hospital bed and smiling, giving hope to that n- that's on their last leg. God is still working through folks. You know, he's working through folks that we don't think he's working through. Sometimes you, you come across somebody that's being mean and ugly to you, and, and you think that God's not working through that person to get you to understand who he is. God is working through people that we don't even have a clue about getting us to understand that he wants us, all of us. Now listen, I didn't say all of us. He wants all of us, every piece of us as individuals. He wants all of us, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. If you ever get bored with God, check yourself. If you ever get tired of serving him, check yourself. If you ever get to the place in life where you're believing that, well, maybe maybe God didn't say that, check yourself. This morning, we're going to talk about prophecy, dreams, and visions. Prophecy, dreams, and visions. How many of you have ever had a prophecy given to you before? You've had a prophecy given to you before. And some of you have seen those prophecies come to pass. How many of you have had that happen? Some of you are still waiting for the prophecy to come to pass. Watch this part. When a prophecy is given, what typically happens is that it arrests you in your present state and helps you forward to a new state. It arrests you presently because it may not have been something you've been thinking right away, or it may have been something that that you've been thinking is being confirmed to you when the word comes. I've had a many a word that have come to me as a prophetic word that was only to confirm what God had already spoken to me. Have you had that happen in your life where God had already spoken to you or gave you something, revealed something through his word, and all of a sudden somebody came along and confirmed the word? Signs following. Well, see, that's prophecy in its, its, its form, a prophecy about now, prophecy about later. Because a word can be present with us right now, and we have to hold on to it until we see it come to pass. Now, if you get a word, I'm going to tell you this, if you get a word a prophecy that will come to you, and you don't quite understand it just yet, hold on to it. Somebody said, put it on the shelf and hold on to it and go back and get it later. Because if it's God, listen, if it's God's word, it will come to pass. And when God speaks a thing, everything he says happens. And when God speaks a thing to you as an individual, to me as an individual, we begin to see, okay, now I don't see how that's going to come to pass. I don't see how God's going to do that. I don't understand what he even means by me being involved in this particular prophecy because I don't seem to have the skills or the understanding about how to get it done. I don't know that I'm even qualified to walk in that prophetic word right there. Well, let me tell you something. It's not about your qualification. It's about it's about, about your availability in the process. You see, as we're available in the process, we receive a prophetic word from God and we hold on to it now. But when later gets here, later it could be today, later it could be tomorrow, later it could be 20 years from now, 30 years from now, but when later does show up, you'll know that the that sure word. <laughs> that, that, that sure word that came. That, that sure word that came. And the joy that <laughs> the joy that was set before you, you endured all that time until the prophetic word had come to pass. Go with me to Joel chapter two this morning. We're just going to read two verses to you. Some of you have heard it before, but we're going to dig a little bit into Joel chapter 2 verse number 28. Joel, JOEL, Joel chapter 2, verse number 28 and 29. If you've got your Bibles at Joel, it's in the Old Testament. It says this, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. How much flesh do you pour out the spirit on? All. Who would that be? All. all flesh, right? Would that be saved flesh, saved flesh, unsaved flesh, all flesh, or just part-time? What flesh is he talking about? All flesh or all flesh? What did he say? He said, "I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions, and also my my, my men servants and ma- my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit on the on, in those days in those days." Now we've got. I am going to give you a distinction here. First of all, between all, and then we got his men servants and those that are his maid servants. The all is everybody. Everybody. Men servants and maid servants are those that are close to him. Those that recognize who he is. Those that are understanding that they are responsible to carry on the will of God. You know, there have been people, that you've even listened to some secular songs on occasion in, the t- in times past, um, <laughs> there was a song by uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Note. Songs back in the old days that would kind of tell you about the, 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 uh, the economy. Songs that Marvin Gaye sang or songs that Stevie Wonder sang. These are songs that were secular songs, but they were speaking to the day. They were speaking to situations of the day. Now, in this, in this case, many of these people weren't even saved talking about things that were going to be happening in our country. Think, talking about things that were going to be happening in our day. They're talking about the war back in the 60s, talking about the wars that were coming and the things that were going on. And, and they would do this over and over again through song. And song would be that thing that would uh, would, would get people's attention to listen at least and p- listen, listen and pay attention because it's somebody singing it. But when they begin to hear the word of God and the word of God begin to take preeminence, listen to this. The prophetic word begin to take preeminence and have it make a massive difference in somebody's life. You see, a song can tickle your fancy for a moment and get you kind of excited for a minute, but unless it's a prophetic utterance in song, it won't do anything but just kind of get your ears to be tickled a little bit. But the prophetic word coming through song, the prophetic word coming through a a spoken word, the prophetic word begins to do things in us now and later. It gets us to move beyond where we are presently and say, okay, I want to walk in this direction because I know that this is a prophetic word for me. I want to not have this uh, a prophetic word for my own personal understanding because we get prophetic word for us individually. Our, it's a God's will, desire, and plan for our lives, for ourselves, right off the bat. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. We get that. We get that part. And then there's that group prophetic word that comes. And then there's a world prophetic word. The world prophetic word is that which we hear when we listen to the radio or listen to TV or we hear people on ministering the word of God on television. And often, sometimes a prophetic word may come forth from a congregation as small as our congregation that will get out to the world because it's that prophetic. You've heard situations that have happened as a result of somebody speaking a word in season and it got so, it was, such, it was so on fire, it was such a powerful word that it moved from one place to two people to three people and it began to take, take roots in such, such, such a way that it began to go way beyond just a small congregation of people because it was a prophetic word. We've not seen that kind of thing in a long time. We've seen many people that have conjured up what we call revival. We have revival meetings that we call revival meetings before they become a revival. (laughs) We're going to have a revival. You are. Did you consult God on that? You see? We're going to have a revival meeting. You are. Did you consult God on that? Now I've gone to revival meetings and been revived and I think in a soulish kind of way and get some old, old, old songs and getting renewed and rejuvenated a little bit. That's, that's been good. But to be revived is to say, okay, God, give me something to be revived about in my soul. Check me, God, in such a way that I know that I can get myself to in a better place because I desire to be there. God, I, I want to be revived in my soul. God, take me and mold me and shape me and direct me, God. Take me and move me to a new place. You see, I want to be revived like that because when I'm revived like that, it's God moving in and through me at that point. It's not me just doing it on my own. See, I can say I'm revived and, and, and get around people and say I'm revived because I, I've hyped myself up. We can hype ourselves up and be all excited and listen to some really, really, uh, really interesting, exciting, excitable kind of music. Hear our best sermon that we want to hear and get ourselves all hyped up in our soul. But if it's not lit by the spirit, it was not a prophetic utterance that gets us to move now and takes us to later. Get a prophetic word and hold on to it until you see it come to pass. Your thoughts are not his thoughts, nor your ways his ways. His, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. But when God gives us a prophetic word of utterance, we get a hold of it for now and then we walk towards it until we begin to see it come to pass, and we see God doing something in the midst of it all. Because often it's the journey, right? Often it's the things that we discover along the way. Uh, I hope that you hear me. Often it's the things we're discovering along the way that make up this wonderful journey so that when we finally do arrive to the place that we saw in our, with that prophetic word, we say, oh, my goodness. I couldn't have even received this prophetic word unless I went on that journey. Now, let me tell you this part. Sometimes the journey is not pretty. Sometimes the journey is not comfortable. Sometimes there's a, a turbulence in the air. Sometimes the road is rocky. Sometimes it's not straight like we thought it would might might be. But because it's not straight, doesn't mean that the prophetic word won't come to pass. That's God speaking because, you see, when God gives us a word, we get a hold of it that way. So, the prophetic word, the keys here is this He poured out His Spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. So, we're hearing prophetic word from all kinds of different kinds of folks because He says His sons and daughters shall prophesy. So, all kinds of prophetic words going forward. Every prophetic word is not from God, even in the church. Every prophetic word is not from God, because okay. he poured out his spirit upon all flesh. So we've got to be discerning in what this prophetic word is going to be about. It says, your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men will dream dreams. Now, we're still talking about him poured out his spirit upon all flesh, right? All flesh, all flesh. So there's got to be some discernment in reference to the prophetic word. So what should the prophetic word line up with? Ha! Huh. Come on, talk to me. It ought to line up with the Word of God. It ought to be something that we can go and verify somehow. We should have a, at least a, a trace of it somewhere in the Word of God. There ought to be a root of it some, somewhere in the Word that we, if, we catch it, if we're catching it down the road somewhere, we can trace it back and go, oh, that's where God started that process. He just brought me in here. As he brought me in here, I'm able to trace back and go, okay, that is a word of God because he has been working this way since time began. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changing. He's not changing. So we've got God in his prophetic word. He says, "His sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Now, the dreaming of dreams, I'm going to kind of just kind of, don't get, well, you can do what you want to do. But here we are. (laughs) The old men dreaming dreams. I saw this. I saw this in my spirit. I said, old men were dreaming dreams because they got tired. And they were dreaming dreams about the good old days. Now, now just consider yourself, just stay with me right now. Stay with me. Just stay, stay with me right now. Consider yourself still young right now. But, but I've come across some old folks that have just dreamed dreams because they don't want to do nothing else ever anymore. They're tired. They're tired. But hear this. It's good because see if the old people or old men are dreaming dreams that at one point they were probably visions. Because the young men are having visions, right? So if the old ones are dreaming dreams, watch this, it's important because if the old men stop dreaming, the young ones can't catch vision. Because when the old ones are dreaming dreams, and the young ones catch a hold of their dreams and, and begin to see what they used to see, the old ones are encouraged to continue to dream because they weren't able to accomplish all they wanted to accomplish in their lifetime. However, because they continue to dream, they're able to share their dreams with those that got a vision, the young ones. The young ones begin to run with the vision, begin to see some things that were going way beyond where they were going because. If the old ones stopped dreaming, what were the dream, where would the visions of the young ones come from? So old ones dream dreams. The old men are dreaming dreams and talking about the good old days and how the healing was happening and how the miracles and signs and wonders were going on. And, and see, hear, hear this. I picked up a whole lot of stuff from men that have dreamed dreams. That's where vision came from. I used to talk to Pastor Norcross over at, a, at a, over at a, over on, on Telephone Street. Pastor Norcross didn't tell me about the revivals that, that were happening back in the day. And he talked about crazy revivals in in a, in a, in, a, in a, I think it was Con, uh, Connecticut. He said he was in Connecticut. I believe it was Connecticut. He was in Connecticut. He says that the revivals were so crazy because it, you knew it was a revival because you couldn't handle it. It was so messy. We didn't know what to do. We tried to manage it. We tried to make sure things went right. We tried to keep things decent and in order, and it was just a mess. But God was there. People were getting saved and healed, and things were going on all the time, and we didn't have a clue what was going on. I couldn't even hardly preach during that time because the Word of God, the Holy Ghost would just show up in the room, and it would just take over. The Holy Ghost would just take over and do things crazy. And see, when he, he was telling about things that were going on, he was dreaming dreams because he wasn't seeing that happen anymore, didn't have the energy to see visions for the future of that anymore he's like just telling me his dreams but what happens my my heart begin to see visions of my generation being able to have something happen my generation begin to see something go on big my generation begin to see that the the power of god can still be made manifest in the earth and see if i'm having a vision about that and i know that a man has dreamed about it and and has been a part of some of that but not all of it there's still something to accomplish there's still more to accomplish. You know, we can start and stay in a state of dreaming about the way we used to see it, the way we wanted to see it, the things we did accomplish, the things that were happening then, the things that were going to be on our table that we didn't get to, the things that we wish we would have done. Great dreams. Great dreams. Keep on dreaming. Because there's some young folks around you that want to catch your dreams and turn them into vision. There's some young folks around you that want to see what you have been doing up to this point and the method that you were involved in, take that method and begin to change it around and make it a vision that they can begin to see. And they see, the Bible says to write the vision and make it plain that he who reads it will run with it. So the young men, young women begin to have visions of, of what it will be. A glimpse of the future, not what's behind, but a glimpse of the future based on the dreams of the past. A glimpse of the future based on the dreams of the past, and they get a hold of something different, and they say, yes, this can be done with the same anointing, the same word of God, the prophetic word of God that will touch that man's life, that woman's life over there. That prophetic word of God can come to me today, and I can see now a vision, and begin to see some things happen differently. We need old men and old women to dream. Yes, we need old men and old women to share their dreams. We need young people. <laughs> don't, listen, don't don't, qual- don't qualify yourself as old or young just yet because I'm still young. I'm still young. I'm still, I'm still, I'm catching vision. I'm still catching vision right now. I'm seeing things in a big way. I'm seeing things down the road. I'm seeing things happening different. I'm seeing things in a different kind, different kind of way. So he says uh, that... The, uh, he poured out a spirit upon all flesh. The young, the sons and the daughters uh, shall prophesy, men and women, old men will, uh, dream dreams, young men will see visions. He says, and, 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 and also my men servants and my maid servants. Men servants and maid servants doing the same thing as all flesh. Men servants and maid servants. Have an advantage because us today, men servants and maid servants, are filled with His Spirit, walking in this thing, living with it for real, desiring that God would use us to in a capacity that's way beyond our natural ability. You see, as a maid servant or a man servant, you're saying, "Okay, God, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it." But also, there's a maid servants and men servants that are dreaming dreams. Watch this. Not all of them are having visions. There are parts that we all play, but every part is vital. I've heard a sermon preached like this, that the old men dream dreams, basically forget about them. Uh -uh. That's not what he's saying. The old men are dreaming dreams so they can share those dreams so that the young men can catch a hold of what it means to have lived it, what it means to have experienced it inwardly, what it means to to really be able to to see themselves moving. You mean that what I'm seeing is not something new? There's there's nothing new under the sun, is it? It's just the methods change a little bit, don't they? But it's the same spirit, the same one that raised Christ from the dead, it's the same spirit so 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 the, so the young young men that are seeing visions now can't act as though that they don't need the old men the young men the young women can't act as though they don't need the old women because they do in order in order to see the vision more clearly and articulately listen to the dreams of somebody that's already been a part of that already because if we choose not to, what'll end up happening will be a vision. We'll have a vision of something that God's not even in. Okay, Lord, help me, help me, help me, Lord. It's like getting ready to pass the torch. Here you go. Getting ready to pass the torch to somebody that's gonna run, and all you can do is walk to get to them, to pass the torch. But all the ground you have covered for all of your life has been ground you have taken. And because you've taken that ground, you can talk about what the ground looked like. You can talk about the steps of a righteous man being ordered of the Lord. You can talk about the things that were keeping you going in the right direction. You can talk about the things that got you off course. But you can talk about the dreams that you had on your way to get to where you got to. And you can talk about all of that in the presence of somebody that's got a vision. And that person with a vision can begin to see clearly. See, when I have a vision, I want to see clearly. We don't have time to have young people messing up. They really don't want to mess up, but they want to run. They want to go fast. They want to move quickly. They want to be involved. They want to be engaged. They want to see things come to pass. But if they have nobody around them that is willing to say, young man, young woman, let me tell you about the dream. I see your vision, but let me tell you about the dream. When Martin Luther King says, I have a dream, he was dreaming about a whole new way of living a whole new way of, of life as it was going to be existing he didn't see that come to pass some people caught a hold of that what he said and began to see some different things they caught a hold of his dream and began to see some different things they had vision and they begin to take a different direction so all over the united states and the world right now we've got folks that are free in a lot of different ways of their lives because of one man that had a dream one man that had a dream Now, he took every step he took. He died at a very early age. But you know what? The dream lives on through the vision of young men. And even on today, we've got men and women that need vision. They need dreamers to be around them, though, to help enhance their vision. Because, you see, what we see is not, <laughs> what we see is a result of what we've had seen. What we see is a result of what somebody else has seen. What we see is a result of uh, the, the combination of folks that have been behind us, those that have come a long way. You see, we're not doing much different than what the Bible was doing, what, what was being done in the Bible right here. They were getting, They got vision as well to do some big things, right? But we get some big things to do as well today. In our society, we have a chance to do some big things. But we can't get off track and try to do it on our own. God's still got to be involved. God's still got to be involved. So the men servants and the maid servants are us, and we've got to have the visions and dreams the way God would have us to have it. So prophecy is about now and later. Dreams of the good old days are okay. You want to hold on to those but visions about the future in the kingdom, the future in the kingdom. This morning, I want to show you a video about the future in the kingdom, about how God is going to begin to do some different things among us. There have been some dreams about it, even in our church right now. We've had folks that have been around for a long time, and people that have come way before us that are no longer here. Their dreams are still alive as a result of us continually having vision to move forward, but some of a little older now, but you know what? We hold on to dreams and we've got different things going on in our lives. But there's coming a new generation of people that are going to need a, need some assistance. It's coming a new generation of folks that are going to need somebody to help them along the way. And we want to be those people to be able to assist them, but also be those that are visionaries at the same time. We've got a vision to see our cities change for Jesus one person at a time, starting with you. We want to see that happen on a consistent basis. We have, we have a vision to see some things happen in a big way. There's this is divine revelation inspired understanding of God's will, purpose, and plan. We want to see all of that happen in a big way, but it's going to take us handing the torch over to somebody else. Handing the torch over to somebody else. One of the hardest things in the world to do is to hand the torch over to somebody else. Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm not going nowhere. But see, to hand the torch over to somebody else is to watch them run. (laughs) I can pick up my mom. She doesn't like that too much, but I'm going to do it. She's here, so... I can pick on Ron, but I can pick on you. But she can't run like she used to run. She used to run and and do stuff and jog and everything and do all kinds of different things, you know. And she walks. But you know what? Uh, She always told me to dream big. She said, dream big. And so now I'm able to run. I'm able to walk a little faster than her and can run a little bit faster than her, but can't run as fast as my son. So, so the torch is being carried on here, see, so the dream's not dying. The dream's not over. The dream is still present. I, I, I'm inquiring of her now about her life and areas of her life that I never knew about before, and I'm discovering some things about why I am the way I am. Why? No, no, Why? why no, listen, why, 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 why I desire to do things in a certain kind of way because of some of the things that she's dreamed of. And some of the things she's dreamed of, she's seen seen accomplished in her life, a lot of things she's seen accomplished in her life, and I've had a chance to be a part of that as well. So right now, I've got vision for a future. I've got vision for a future that she probably knows nothing about, but I've got vision for a future that's going to be different than the way it has been. John, run the video, please. Thank you.
0: BOSS, an acronym for Building on Spiritual Substance, is committed to teach youth and adults how to birth their God given dreams, visions, and ideas into reality. Founded in 1985 by Al and Hattie Hollingsworth, who are also owners of Al Delano Packaging Corporation, a multi million dollar company that has operations in Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, Georgia, Louisiana, and California. Even with the success, the couple believed in a greater calling. One that was drawn by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It was through that inspiration that gave birth to their vision. A vision to see a global generation trained to win the world for Jesus Christ through Kingdom principles and economics. A vision that many has come to know as Boss the Movement. It is a movement that is merging ministry into the marketplace by teaching youth how to hear God's voice to be able to prosper both spiritually and economically by birthing forth the dreams, visions, and ideas that he gives to them. Boss the Movement offers three types of youth programs that are designed to help your kids step into their divine purpose and calling. Elevate, a youth empowerment curriculum. This takes on the central concepts taught in our Vertical Leap seminars and breaks them down into simple, yet powerful lessons that children aged seven to 19 can understand and embrace. Boss the Movement After School Program. The one hour after school program will allow your church or community center to offer a powerful yet proven after school program for children from 7 to 17. Another version of this program includes economic development training where young adults can get their own ATM cards and generate income through our fundraising program. Boss Church Fundraising Opportunities. This offers a fantastic way to raise funds for church or school functions. It also trains young adults to use their entrepreneurial gifts and talents.
1: I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon if I can. I seek opportunity, not security. I do not wish to be a kept citizen, humbled and dulled by having the state look after me. I want to take the calculated risk, to dream and to build, to fail and to succeed. I refuse to barter and center for I prefer the challenges of life to the guaranteed existence. I will not trade freedom for beneficence, nor my dignity for a handout. I will never cower before any master, nor ban to any threat. It is my heritage to stand erect, proud and unafraid, to think and act for myself, to enjoy the benefits of my creation, and to face world boldly and say, this with God's help I have done, and all this is what it means to be an entrepreneur.
0: In Boss the Movement classes, kids will learn how to turn negative behavior and habits to positive ones. My name is Raquel Garner. I am a super sinner, and God has come to a purpose. I'm here to present the repo process. My bad habit is eating junk. If I repetitiously stop eating junk, not eating junk will become easy. When not eating junk become easy, not eating junk will become a pleasure. Operate in the God-given birthrights of confidence, courage, belief, faith, and trust in God as a source of hope my new life in Christ, the weapons of love, the force of persistence, the confidence of being God's miracle, and the freedom of living each day as if we were my last and the discipline of being master of my emotions. I will laugh at the world for I know if I submit myself unto God and resist the devil, he will flee from me. Strength and self-esteem, motivation, poise, and leadership ability, and much, much more. Vertical Leap is a spiritual boot camp that teaches adults the biblical how-tos of birthing their dreams, visions, and ideas into reality. It is the adult equivalent of BOSS. Vertical Leap teaches adults the biology of birthing a dream, vision, or idea into reality, how you can replace your bad habits with good ones, the war between logic and faith and how to win it, the six steps to starting a business of vision with no money. So what are you waiting for? Take a Vertical Leap into Greatness. For more information about Boss the Movement for Youth or to register for the Vertical Leap Seminar for Adults, call 909-861-3846 or 1-888-559-BOSS. You can also visit us on the web at www.BossTheMovement.com.
1: I mentioned to you last week about Boston movement. That's just a short commercial of that. Uh, we've had a chance. Venita and I had a chance to meet with the regional, regional area, regional area managers here uh, for the Boston movement program, and they're they're all over the world. They're all over the world, and we have, a, <laughs> I think, a, a privileged opportunity to have them here at our church. They don't charge for this. This man is blessed. When you, buy the, when you buy the Ponderosa, you know where the Bonanza used to be, when you buy the Ponderosa, that means you got some money. Uh, that's, they own the Ponderosa. They, they own that place, and it's called Al Hattie's Place right now. And they, they, they have spiritual enrichment opportunities there for adults as well as children. Um, but we're going to be doing the Boston Movement campaign uh, next year for our children. We have to go all the way in for our children. Now I'm so I'm so grateful that Vanita's here with me because I probably wouldn't be here as your pastor because I wouldn't feel as though I can capably serve you well without her. Her heart. This church bleeds, bleeds for you. She wants the absolute best for me and for you. And because of that, the Lord has relit my fire on inside of me to say do it, to see it, to activate the vision again, and do it. So we're going to go ahead and do it. We're not playing around with this anymore. I want to show you something. We, we're going to have to do some stuff to make this happen. I mentioned to you that we're going to be doing something with the library, changing it to a hospitality room. And I want to show you a, a PowerPoint. Jump with that please. Just the first slide. And huh. it's going to be called uh, Firestarter Fridays. You probably can't see that as well as you'd like to have you see the ship put it in white. But uh, Firestarter Fridays. I'm, I just said the word Firestarter Fridays. And a uh, fresh new hospitality suite. The two things going together. On Friday nights, Jan- starting in January, we'll be having a Boston Movement start. And that'll be Boston Movement, will be a part of it. We'll have some comedy on occasion, we'll have some uh, hip hop, we'll have some uh, spoken word, we'll have some dance ministry for kids, and the things will have to happen for kids. Some things for adults. We'll have marriage classes, and we'll do different kinds of things on Friday nights. That'll be a night where we're going to really begin to activate promoting getting people here on Friday nights, kind of a downtime, off time situation. we have a chance to grow into things. Got fellowship. We'll have food and have dinner on Friday nights, and we'll do a a lot of good things. The hospitality suite will accommodate a lot of that because we'll start right next door we're not gonna have a, we're not trying to start off in a big gigantic way we'll start off right next door with our own children and children that they invite to be a part of what they're gonna be doing and so right next door will be a hospitality suite go to the next slide John we'll have uh, two big screen TVs one will be upstairs in the children's room that's where Boston movement will be actually happening with the kids but one will be next door here in the hospitality suite over here and that'll be a chance for us to be able to have television next door and to watch videos and have training classes and those kinds of things. Uh, we'll have new hardwood flooring that'll be coming in. We have new blinds going to be. Coming in. We've got fresh paint that's going to be coming in. There, Ron's be doing the paint. Ray's putting the floor down for us. We've got a folks, the guy that did our blinds in our home is doing the blinds over here as well. The big screens we're going to go pick those up. Now it's going to cost money to get this done. Now I'm going to show you how much it's going to cost. So I want you to be involved with this. Okay, show me the next slide, John. Is this? The big screen TV, got two of those, eighteen hundred dollars, and we're going to get them at Costco we'll get prices. Unless you got a better price, <laughs> okay? But we have we got a price in mind. We're going to have just not little screens. That's all big screen TVs, and so we have two of those uh, hardwood flooring, a thousand dollars for hardwood flooring, and it may be a little bit more than that because we have to put that baseboard down and all that kind of stuff. But we got a good price on, on, on hardwood flooring. Uh, Ray's going to have over here D- those floors. You see, or the stairs? See, Ray those stairs as well. The next thing we have is the the blinds. The blinds are going to be six hundred dollars. We, we can attest to the guy doing the blinds because he did our blinds in our home. I'll tell you a quick little story, real quick story. We had the best company in the world come out and give us an estimate to get some blinds done for our house, and uh, we had them had them done, uh, but they they came through a little slower than they were supposed to come through. They didn't they didn't keep their promise, and so they're the best company in the world. They gave us a ten percent discount, great. We called another company up. This guy he came out came out after this other company did. And we had him do the other half of our house, and he did the other half of the house faster, cheaper, and better. And I said, we need to have him come and do it again. And the blinds of we, the blinds of the first guy that we did, uh, we need to be having a fight with him right now, but we're not going to have that fight, we're going dis- to dis- disregard that fight. But those blinds, we have those done, they're going to be right next door as well. Because we had those same blinds since 1999. The same little half set of blinds over there that falling apart, they've been falling apart since we got here. We need to do something about that. So the carpet's going to be gone, the blinds will be gone, blind, new blinds will show up. Uh, next slide is this. The painting's going to be 250 bucks for the painting. And just putting fresh paint up, it's going to be a nice, uh, same color as you see right now inside the inside there, but it's going to be a red wall in the back, just one, one red wall in the back, kind of reddish, I should say. And it'll be the, that's what the big screen TV will be. And it will be an active, lively room that will be happening there. And if we, I want to show you now what the cost is going to be. Total cost is going to be 3650. total cost. We need to raise that money. $3,650. $3,650. $3, and if everybody would contribute something towards this, well, I believe we'll get it done. But here's the better, be, the best part about it. Right now, go to the next slide, John. I said $1,800 bucks for the two, two screens, the two, big screen TVs. The church is going to buy one. We're going to have the congregation buy one. Is that okay? The church will buy one. we we'll the, the money we have set aside, and the congregation will buy one. Next one. Say $1,000 for, uh, for, the, for the hardwood floors. We'll put a the church up a, a five hundred. Church, I mean, money that we have set aside. We, you put a five hundred. Okay. The next one, six hundred for the blinds. You put a 300, you put a three hundred. And the next thing is this, uh, two fifty. One twenty five. One twenty five. And so total that the church will be putting up. We putting up <laughs> we're all the but money that we have set aside. It's eighteen twenty five apiece, Is what we're trying to do here. And so what we can do is they would have to do it all today. But we want to have a part of our offering today. If you can give today, give today. If you can give to the end of, end of December, give to the end of December. This will be done by December 10th. We'll have it done by December 10th. we will all be all done by December 10th. And I'd like to have everybody that possibly can to assist. Bernita and I have already committed to give $250 right today. What do we know today? Yeah, we'll do today. We'll do today. $250 bucks we'll give right today and uh, make this a part of what we're going to be doing for the, for the church. We'll put $250 bucks in. And so anybody else can contribute to it, contribute. You don't have to tell me what it's going to be. Just do it. Just do it. I'm going to send out email about it. Until we get it done, we're going to get it done. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get these things. Stuff, stuff, stuff's already been ordered already, okay? We're not like waiting on you to get it done. This is a step of faith that's on our part as well. We're going to get this done because I, I believe that God wants to see it change. The carpet is shot. The blinds are shot. The, the paint hasn't been painted for, for years. So we're going to get all that done. And the big screens are basically the newest thing that will be coming over there is the big screen TV and the one for upstairs for the children's ministry. So that will be happening here uh, by December 10th. It will be all occurring. And those of you that can participate with it, uh, do do the best you can. Do the best you can. If you've got, if you've got 250 bucks to do it, do it. We you got 10 people to do $250, bucks. we will be done. Just like that. Piece of cake. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. So that's it for this morning, guys. Um, Manuel, come here and see the offering. Bless you. Thank you. Amen, man. We'll get the... Um,